TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What's good, my friends? This is... The most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. I greatly and truly appreciate you guys being with us today. Here is how you guys can take part in the show. You can give us a ring at 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844 326 3663. You can also hit us on the carpro.com text line at 71307. Just start your text with the word fan and away you go on the show. Away you guys go on the show is where you can get to us here on the show today. Coming up, we have got the director of broadcasting at Clemson. Don Munson joining us at 3.20 p.m. Uh, Some bad news coming for Clemson today by way of the transfer portal. We'll get to that with Don and 3.40 p.m. today. All right. Uh, The NFL has an unexpected problem. We'll tell you what that is at 4 o'clock p.m. today. Jake Crane will join us at 4.20. We will look at what a 12-team playoff would be at 4.40 p.m. today. The top five at five, and we thought we'd do a little something new today. Mark and Diesel's five best. You know, Diesel and I, every single um, sec, every single Monday during college football season, we do our playoff four at 540. Then every single Tuesday, we do North and South Carolina's top ten. Those really no longer apply. Like we've done our finals of all of those. So today at 540, we do our top five. And today for Diesel and I, it will be our top five bowl games of 2023. What do we think the top five bowl games are? And the beautiful thing is, what is the criteria? Whatever we want it to be. Okay. Most intriguing to us. Best games. Um you know, most interesting subplots, all of that and so much more coming your way at 5.40 p.m. today. I appreciate all of you greatly. So let us begin with this. Um, Folks, I got into it today, all right, with an ESPN personality that Diesel thinks is very trustworthy. 
Okay. She, she it's good for hot. She has never told a lie, right? Never told a lie. Her name is L. Duncan. You guys might know L. It's uh, E L L E Duncan. And uh, L is a sports center anchor. As a matter of fact, she's, I believe, Diesel, she's almost always on the six o'clock sports center. Is that right? Because when we do our YouTube feed during the game, uh, we have our show graphic up behind me that you guys can see here on the YouTube page. YouTube, the fan upstate on YouTube. You'll see our live YouTube feed of the show up each and every day. Um, she's on. And so, like, well, Mark, how did L. Duncan from SportsCenter come after you? Well, here's the thing. Um, I know L. Like, L. was a sports anchor in Atlanta when I was in Atlanta about eight or nine years ago. And I asked Elle if she would come on our show every Friday to do football picks with us. And she did, right? She said yes. So she never unfollowed me. And obviously, I'm really thrilled for her career and her success. And I always thought she was super cool, you know. Um, and so she's she follows me, right? So anyway, today, I'm still like, guys, what's weird with me is um, – as like when you work in this business, right, every single day and like you like you 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 talk sports for four hours every single day. Um, what happens to you is you don't necessarily get caught up in the day to day highs and lows of emotions that fans do anymore. Now, I'm still a fan. OK, Diesel's still a fan. If we didn't love sports, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't have teams we wouldn't be doing this. Don't ask me to be unbiased. I'll always be biased for my Florida Gators. Okay? But what happens is because this is our day in, day out, it, there's not really much anymore, right, that like sends you to just over the top, sends me off the ledge emotionally. This Florida State thing did that. And then this this Florida State thing with them getting left out of the playoff went down on Sunday at noon. I was in church. Okay, it goes down Sunday. I'm in church. My phone is buzzing out the wazoo. All right. And, you know, like, I don't know. Like, there was one point. This is a true story, Diesel. There was one point it was like 1210. The church began at 11 a.m. And I'm looking at my clock and I'm like, it's 1210. You know, like. Dear, like, God, please forgive me, but isn't this supposed to be over by now? You know? And I start looking at my phone, and people are going nuts, and my wife actually says to me, she's like, babe, if you need to be on your phone, I understand, but, like, why don't you just go wait outside if you want to, if you need to be on your phone? Like, she, she said that to me Sunday. And I'm like I, like, I want to be paying attention in church. I thought church was going to be over by now. And I've got, like, this madness blowing up about Florida State. I understand that's not as important, right, as what's going on in church. I get it. It's not as important as being there with my wife. But I'm, I'm human. You know, I'm fallible. And when I saw what was going on, I'm like, I, I, like, I, this is killing me that I can't respond to this right now. Right? It's, it's literally killing me. So, anyway, um, Three days later, I'm still burnt about it. Like me, my my feelings, my level of just being totally ticked off have not changed at all. And I'm just thinking of all of these different subplots to how we ended up where we are. Like all of these different 
all of these different angles to this. And so today, the way I was feeling was the following. Okay, and this is what I tweeted. And I'll share the exchange between L. Duncan and I. Okay, I said, sadly, what I've learned from the college football playoff selection tragedy is that both the committee and many of the personalities that we watch, that you watch, right, that many of the college football personalities, the college football playoff committee, they're bought. They've been bought. They choose ratings over merit. They choose company line over ethics. And the path of least resistance is what they choose over standing for what's right. Now we know that to be true. And Diesel, I'll tell you this, man. I don't even realize if they are cognizant of how bought they all are. You know, like, I really like L. Duncan. You know, Diesel, as well as I do, that Colin Cowherd has been, like, you know, like, not a mentor to me, but an inspiration to me. Like, he, he's the guy that I've watched more than anyone else. I'm watching Colin Cowherd today, and he's talking about how Florida State will be forgotten because wait till you see the ratings of these games. Wait till you see the ratings when we go to 12. And I'm like, he's caught up in it as well. L. Duncan is caught up in it as well. L. Duncan said to me, uh, well, I'll, I'll read the exchange to you here. But, you know, like everyone who works in TV is caught up in the purchasing power of ratings, right? So L. Duncan wrote back to me, Sports Center anchor, and she says, Mark, you know I'm a fan of yours and we are cool, but this is a lazy sentiment. I work there. I didn't think a QB-less FSU team should be in the playoffs based on what I saw the last two weeks. And I am not a shill. I am someone who didn't want to see ACC Iowa. She's calling Florida State ACC Iowa. That's it. It literally is that simple. It beyond sucks for FSU and expansion protects this and Georgia's exclusion in the future. And unfortunately, you know, she said the magic words again, which is one of the very worst reasons not to have Florida State in here. I didn't want to see ACC Iowa. I said, L, this is not a rant against your employer in any capacity. ESPN carries the college football playoff. They had a lot of personalities talking about this. We shared one that happened to be my former on-air partner, Booger McFarland, yesterday that was livid that Florida State was left out. And I said, L, I've witnessed personalities from networks all over the country unsuccessfully attempt to defend the committee's decision. All are embarrassing. Ultimately, better games were selected over most deserving teams. Better games over teams. And L. Duncan responded. She said, yes, better games more so than most deserving. Deserving comes up every time. Ask UCF about fairness. That's what she said. Can you screenshot this for the moment somebody blows somebody out in the first round this year in the semifinal games? Better better games. You said, no, 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 no. You said we were going to get better games, and somebody got their ass whooped by 21 points or more. That's not a better game. 
So then I, I um, this was the end of the back and forth between L and I, Diesel. I said, I don't consider avoiding games you don't want to see to be a valid selection criteria. It's possible to admit Florida State would be an underdog in any college football playoff game they play, while also honoring that they darn well should be in and have a chance to prove Las Vegas wrong, right? It's possible to say, yes, they would be an underdog, but also what they've already achieved grants them the right to be on the field. And yet we're Diesel and I are going to have casuals, which is a Josh Pate term, casuals hitting us over the head when Georgia beats FSU 30-6. to See, Mark Ryan, say I told you. What they do in that bowl game has nothing to do, what TCU did against Georgia or didn't do, does not mean they didn't deserve to be there, okay? You know how many playoff games TCU has won in their history? One. You know how many Michigan has won in their history? Zero. Don't tell me they didn't deserve to be there. They earned their way. They won a game when they were there, all right? Period. So anyway, um, I think that's valid, and I can't believe, Diesel, I'm, I'm shocked at the people in high places, okay? Colin Cowherd, L. Duncan, who, yeah. like, their best answer is, I don't want to see Florida State. Well, anybody who argues we don't want to see TCU again, you need to kick Alabama out of the playoff forever. You need to kick Clemson out of the playoff forever. You need to kick Oregon out of the playoff forever. You need to kick Ohio State out of the playoff forever. You know why? Because all of those teams have been blown out in the college football playoff. Alabama's been blown out twice. Why does nobody say, we don't want to see Alabama circa 20, I'm making this up, 2019 again. Why why does nobody say that? Well, we don't want to see Alabama in there again. They got their ass whooped the last time they were there. Oregon got smoked the first time there was a playoff. Ohio State got smoked by Clemson. Clemson got got smoked by LSU. Alabama's been smoked twice. Why Why do people feel like it's okay to pick on a TCU who beat Michigan in a semifinal game. They won a playoff game. There's a lot of fans of people whose teams have never even sniffed the playoff. A ripping TCU who won a playoff game against a blue blood in Michigan. Yeah, they got their ass whooped in the national championship game. But that's far from the first blowout in the playoff, and it's far from the first blowout in the national championship game. Diesel, you know, TCU's ass-whooping in the national championship game is not most embarrassing to TCU. Yeah. It's most embarrassing to Michigan. Yeah. Who use their sign-stealing ways to get that far, and then when TCU duped them into thinking they had the same signs, but no, they made dummy signs. Hey, you think this sign means we're running a slant. It really means we're running a go-route. Michigan lost to the team that Georgia then beat 65-7. to and it's Michigan whose inclusion today is also burning my brownies. Michigan's cheating scandal mattered less to the playoff committee than Florida State's injury. Say it again. Michigan's cheating scandal mattered less to the committee than FSU's injury. In case you were wondering if we have just lost all morals and scruples and ethics, isn't that your proof? Proof, isn't it crazy? Florida State, in actuality, was the second most obvious shoe-in to Washington. 
Washington is the most obvious playoff participant. Florida State is number two. Why? They're unbeaten. The third unbeaten is Michigan. Michigan has a case with their cheating scandal to be left out entirely. Okay? And then, if you're going to include Michigan, you have the debate between Alabama and Texas. If you're not going to include Michigan, Alabama and Texas both get in. But the debate should never even have involved Florida State. I mean, that's the second most obvious shoe-in, and they're out. (laughs) It's just, guys, it's senseless to me. But I want to get to one more point. When I say to you guys that um, the college football playoff committee and many of the personalities we watch are bought, okay, what do I mean by that? I mean the committee is now voting in matchups that are going to garner ratings, not teams who earn their way. Matchups that L. Duncan and Colin Cowherd want to see versus ones that they don't. That's what I mean when they say, when I say these personalities, the committee has been bought. Okay. This is, these are going to be the same people, Mark. And I know we'll get into this later on in the show. There was some big news that dropped today. High ups in the NCAA have proposed a new system that could speed up the split between the power fives and everybody else. These are the same people who will shill for that, saying that it's good for the game. They'll say anti-competition plans, rule changes, will be good for the game. These are rule changes that would allow schools to pay athletes directly rather than having to give give them compensation in the form of uh, academic benefits. So that would replace a scholarship then? It could. It could. And the problem is... I can hear Josh Pate saying, oh, how great this thing is right now. I can hear Josh Pate saying it, and I like and I respect that guy a lot. But I, I, I'm, I'm cringing at the thought of those words coming out of his mouth. Oh, isn't it great? I don't, know. It, I don't it, know that he'll say that. Isn't it such a good thing that, that these schools don't have to be and – I'm, and I'm being facetious here a little bit. I'm putting words in his mouth. Isn't it great that these big schools don't have to be tied to the little guys who just can't compete with them financially anymore? Those little guys are beating you a lot. So, Diesel, before we go to break and come back with Don Munson, I want to share a specific about what I'm talking about. Guys, media personalities, the selection committees being bought, which I believe means that you're choosing ratings over merit, right? You're choosing the company line over ethics, and you're choosing the path of least resistance over standing for what's right. I want you to listen to Greg McElroy. Okay, Greg McElroy is a former Alabama quarterback which is important to note here, local radio host in Birmingham, Alabama, and also a personality on ESPN's panel, okay? So what you're about to hear is, today is Tuesday, what you're about to hear is Greg McElroy on Thursday, okay? So we're going to have two pieces of audio for you here. We're going to have Greg McElroy last Thursday and then Greg McElroy last Sunday, three days apart. Listen to this. These people... When it comes to their alma mater, when it comes to the pressure of the place that they work, listen to what happens to them. Here's Greg McElroy last Thursday. I think they're perfectly fine. They win, they're in. Uh, We don't even need to entertain the idea of a one-loss team potentially jumping them a la Texas and Alabama. Florida State's in. They're going to take care of business this weekend. They're going to be in. They deserve to be. That That was Greg McElroy on Florida State last Thursday, right? Here is Greg McElroy on Sunday 
when Florida State was announced out and Alabama was announced as in. And I ask you, where is the outrage? Listen to this. But when you look at what the committee has said for 10 years, it's an opportunity today to practice what they preach. Yeah. They've been telling us for 10 years it's the four best teams. And right now, I think without a shadow of a doubt, Alabama is among the four best teams. The debate between Alabama and Florida State will rage on. And if they really want to tell us and continue to tell us it's the four best teams, and it should be Alabama in the four spot. Shameful. Absolutely shameful. Florida State's in. They win. They're in. Oh, it's oh, it's my alma mater versus Florida State. Well, they tell us the four best teams. The four. Isn't it amazing how that changes everything? You know, it's it's oh, it's down to my team in Florida State. Okay. I don't want to run afoul of all the alumni and all the donors and all the fans. I, I don't want to run afoul of my alma mater. I have to say things like this. That is so damn shameful. Shame on you, Greg McElroy. Shame on you. Don Munson joins us next here on Offsides. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. Great to be joined as always by... The director of broadcasting at Clemson. You hear him on Clemson football games, among other sports. Don Munson joins us here on Offsides. Great to have you on, Don. We are learning today that while Clemson, I think, is still one of the bastions for much of what's right in college football, that even Clemson isn't uh, immune from uh, what I call evil. Uh, The transfer portal Name, image, and likeness, greed. Uh, Clemson had a, a couple more defections. I'll call them. Uh, I'll call them today. What's the reaction inside the building from that Makuba among them? No longer calling Clemson home. Well, you know, it's funny, Mark. I, I will tell you. You know, I think it surprises media fans. You know, even uh, Makuba surprised me a little bit. But I think that to be be really honest with you, inside the building, I think they know. Uh, I think they knew. You know, what was what was coming at him, uh, Coach Twinney always does exit interviews with, with each and every player uh, right after the regular season is done. So, 
I'm sure that it didn't surprise Coach Sweeney at all, and you know he's he's prepared for it, and that's what you had to be. You got to be you got to be prepared for it. Can I can I follow up, Don, and ask you this because I do feel like Clemson, by and large, has been less affected by this. And I was asking our audience this: What is it, in your opinion, about Clemson, right, that has made them comparative to other schools relatively immune? From, you know, the perils of the transfer portal, um, name, image, and likeness, greed. You just don't hear, uh, you hear exponentially less about that coming out of Clemson than other schools. What is it about Clemson itself that sets that standard, that, that makes that the culture? Well, you know... Name, image, and likeness exists at Clemson. Mark, there's, there's a whole wing. There's I've been whole, there. Yeah. There's a whole office that's sure. there. So, you know, name, image, and likeness exists. For I think that most people think, you know, oh, my gosh, Coach Sweeney is, you know, the evil of, of NIL. No, that's, that's not the case at all. You know, he, he, is, he maybe has embraced it as much, if not more, than most college football coaches have, to be perfectly honest with you. And, you know, he's done it in a – he's been able to do it in a positive way. Uh, with with his guys, and so um, you, you look at it, and, and I think that that's that's now become part of actually the recruiting pitch. It's not the thing that they lead with, like a lot of other schools. Name, image, and likeness is the lead horse for a lot of schools when it comes to recruiting. It's not that way at Clemson, but it is part of the recruiting pitch. Uh, and so Clemson just goes about doing it a little bit differently, and maybe doing it a little bit softer and a little more under the radar than the most programs do but you know it's there and it's it's evident and it's with us uh it's with us to stay at least for the for the time being until there's some kind of change that is made and obviously the next change that would be made would be you know just you know players become part of the university become employees so to speak of the university Don, can you go into any more specifics in ways that NIL may be applied that, that your average fan – applied at Clemson that your average fan doesn't know about? Uh, well, I think it shows up in subtle ways that maybe that fans don't understand. I mean, we have, we have not just football players, but uh, in several sports, you know, occasionally you'll hear an athlete come out and, and be a spokesperson for, uh, for instance, like the, the senior living center that is there – uh, in the Clemson area, Clemson Downs. I mean, there's there's a track athlete that that does uh, that does commercial work for them. There's obviously a softball uh, influence that is there, a baseball influence that is there, a women's basketball influence that is there. So you know they they hear these voices and then they hear them talking about you know a retirement community and you know why is an athlete talking about a retirement community? Oh, that's that's a nice PSA for uh, for for Clemson Downs. Well, it's not. You know, it's, it's beyond that. Um, so it's, you know, that's, that probably is, is it's not the Coca-Cola's. It's in the, you know, obviously when DJ was here, he had to deal with Bojangles. Uh, so, you know, that was certainly more in your face from, uh, from that standpoint. But I think there, there are other things that athletes are doing on campus that, that maybe, um, you know, fans just don't put two and two together. Don Munson joining us. Don, obviously the uh, the playoff selection criteria has been a hot topic on this show. And while I know this year this doesn't uh, impact Clemson directly, I want you to know, Don, that, um, you know, 
I'm honestly proud of my own objectivity. I'm a Florida Gator graduate. Florida State is my hated rival. And I've never been more offended at what a bunch of people have collectively have done than what I've seen happen to Florida State. To me, Don, they were the second most obvious shoe-in to Washington. And the committee prioritized Florida State's injury over Michigan's cheating scandal. So to me, it was Washington and Florida State were obvious. Michigan depends on what you want to do about the sign-stealing stuff. And then if Michigan is in, it comes down to an Alabama-Texas debate. I'm still offended at the fact that Florida State was left out of this thing because of some best teams category that is filled with subjectivity when the evidence is Florida State won all of its games. Well, and just think about this. If Alabama doesn't win on a fourth and 31 or whatever it was, you know, pass against Auburn, if Alabama doesn't beat Georgia, then Florida State's not in this situation. So Alabama became, you know, kind of the the big bad giant that was lurking out there in the woods. They kind of was what killed uh, the Seminoles' uh, chances just because of, of, one, who they are, what conference that they play in, because, I mean, the committee wasn't going to leave out uh, a Southeastern Conference school, and they had it they had it taken care of, you know, Georgia won. It was no problem. They were going to be the, they were going to be the number one seed. It also brought Texas back into play. Why? Because Texas beat Alabama second week of the year in Tuscaloosa. And well, they did it by double digits, right? I think they won by one by double digits. So all of that happened. And that's what kind of threw, I think is what opened the door uh, for everything. I think that thing that Mark, I think that thing that needs to change with the committee is anonymity. We don't know how these people voted. We don't know who voted for what, how how it was voted. Even apparently inside, own committee members don't know who voted for who. Um, they do it all by secret ballot, and you know it's changed obviously in the AP. We know who we know how the AP votes go. We know how the coaches poll votes go. Why shouldn't we know how this vote goes? Don, a good friend of our show, Kelly Ford, he's an analytics guy, has what is, in my mind, the perfect college football viewing setup in his home. He's got a huge flat-screen TV in the middle. He's got two smaller TVs flanking it on either side. Now, you are working on game day every week. What is your perfect sitting-at-home, paint-the-picture-for-us, game day setup to just sit and watch football as a fan? Well, you're you're probably going to laugh at me, and you're probably going to cringe a little bit, but we have basically one television in our household. So uh, if I want to watch multiple games, then I will fire up my computer, I'll fire up my iPad, and I'll have all three of those, you know, that are there going. Um, You know, trying to like watch uh, NFL, we have the NFL ticket package, you know, you can watch, what is it, four different games at once? That's way too harried for me. That's just, it's just my mind wants to go and look at everything that's going on at, at one time, and that that really kind of drives me crazy. So I kind of like to focus in on one thing. If something is happening, then then I can have my computer, have my iPad there, and I can certainly pull it up or have it going, like I said, but kind of off to the side where it's not always in my vision and can be taking a look. So that's I will even every now and then I guess I'll use my phone as well so I can have four things going uh, at at one time. But that's the that's the advantage that we have now. Brother, you weren't in my day. Man, in my day when I was growing up, when I was 12 years old in 1972, man, you got, what was it? I think 
two football games, maybe just one football game uh, that was shown that was shown in your area. And then obviously in college football, you got a game that was on ABC, a game that was on CBS, and that was it. That, that was everything was either on Saturday or Sunday. There was no Monday through Friday kind of deal. So uh, it was must watch television for me as me as a kid, but it's changed drastically. Don, let's together, you and me, okay, because I am, I believe, from a different generation, but I'm right there with you. I do one TV, and when I do the YouTube TV option of watching multiple games, I find that I'm not seeing any of them. Jack of all trades, master of none. So I end up going right back to the one-game scenario as well. If there's anything else going on, I have Twitter open on my phone. I'm going to watch one game. I'm going to know what's going on in one game. So while you and I are watching one game together, while everyone else is getting way too many electromagnetic field waves going on in their home, what is your go-to snack in hand? Oh, I'm, uh, I am a goldfish guy. I'm a white cheddar Cheez-Its guy. Uh, I do like occasionally I will uh, – We'll do some, uh, you know, some cheese on some townhouse crackers, but those along those lines, those are those are kind of like my my go-to thing. And I had, I make my own kind of peanut butter protein balls. I'll be right over. I'll be right over. Those those are something that I do here in house, and uh, it's got you know it's got a peanut butter, some oats in it, some chocolate chips, some honey, all that kind of stuff, and. Uh, make up, made a, I made a batch of those just a, a day or two ago. It makes about 24 to a batch. So, you know, it'll take me take me a little over a week to get through 24 of those. Uh, you know, a couple of days is, is maybe what I'll do. Well, Mark is doing his occasional cooking show with Ingles. Can we get Don Munson in the off season to come up to the to the Odyssey Studios and we oh, yeah. learn how to make Don Munson's famous peanut butter protein balls live on the air and in video? And that's that's where I get my stuff because the Ingles is right down the road from me. So there you uh, go. That's, that's where I go get my stuff. So uh, you know, I will. I use their products, and uh, absolutely, it, but can, that would be a blast. It won't. It won't take. It doesn't take that long to get it done. Can we name them Donnie's Donnie's peanut butter balls? <laughs> Sweaty balls. There you go. Like <laughs> yes, you went right where I went. Oh, yes. I can't believe we just heard this. This is uh, this is Chevy Chase from the movie Funny Farm. We're going down that road here today. Hey, uh, Don Clemson against uh, against Kentucky. Um, Don, I guess I felt like, and I you know people call me an SEC guy. They're going to say I'm dissing my own league here. I felt like Clemson was deserving of a better opponent. What did you feel? Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I think there was there was so much. Once Florida State got knocked out, you could tell because it took a while for the ACC to figure out who was going where. Uh, you know, so there were obviously there was a lot of negotiation. I, I think also that maybe the ACC was just still so ticked by what had just happened, it was going to take them a while. I, you know, it did. It doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. I mean, for the longest time, I, I mean, this. If you had asked me. You know, that question a week ago, I was swear to you we were going to San Diego and we were going to go out and play in the Holiday Bowl, which would have been a great trip. Jacksonville will be a good trip uh, for, for Clemson. Kentucky, hopefully, will be a, an opponent that, um, that Clemson can beat. And I think that's important. I think, you know, I don't know necessarily as, as that you want an opponent right now in a bowl game. This sounds bad, but that you want an opponent in a bowl game, yes, you want a marquee name that you can win over. But you also want an opponent that you know that you can kind of, 
all right, we got a really good chance of, of winning this game and finishing off the season now with five wins in a row and really trying to carry that momentum then into the spring and then into next year. You know, we open up with Georgia, obviously, in Atlanta. Uh, so that's, that's going to be a tough opener for Clemson. So you'd like to be able to carry, carry that momentum into that, into that Georgia game. And obviously with the staff changes that have, that have happened here this week, uh, you know, you want to carry that momentum as well. So I think there's, I think there's, there's positives. I, I look at it as more as not a negative, but give it to me as a, as a positive. And, and Kentucky and, and Clemson should, should draw some eyeballs. It's an ACC-SEC matchup, so I think they were looking for that. Um, so it, but, you know, where, they, where Clemson ended up, it really didn't matter to me. I'm just glad that they were able to qualify and get there and, and have momentum going into this thing. Now, Don, you, you may be able to answer this question. It may be, you know, deep, deep dive into recruiting. I don't know how often Clemson gets into recruiting battles with Kentucky. I would doubt not not all that often. But, you know, in your mind, is this a valuable check mark in the recruiting, you know, in the, in the recruiting tally that says we're, we're beating SEC teams? Yeah, because it's happening in the state of Florida. And it's also right there, you know, Jacksonville is do you what do you actually call it? Do you call it North Florida or do you call it South Georgia? I mean that's that's the advantage of playing in Jacksonville is is the is that stamp or that you know that you have as far as recruiting is concerned because obviously right there in the Jacksonville area and then you you go, you know, a three hour drive outside of out of Jacksonville, there's a lot, there's a lot of recruitable athletes uh that are out there. Uh so yeah, I I think there is an advantage of playing in Jacksonville, Florida. That's the advantage of playing in the Gator Bowl as opposed to the Holiday Bowl. Uh, That right there from the recruiting standpoint. Don Munson, Director of Broadcasting at Clemson. Always appreciate the opportunity uh, to, to speak with you, Don. And we greatly look forward to learning how to make Don's peanut butter sweaty balls. All right? All the best, buddy. Thanks so much. All right, brother. Go Tigers. There you go. All right. Don's, pe- you know. <laughs> Don's peanut butter balls. I, I thought, like, maybe money balls, because he's Don Munson, maybe money balls. Don's money balls would be a yeah. good name also. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Do you remember <laughs> that scene, Diesel, in Funny Farm? Did you ever see that? Funny Farm with Chevy Chase. And I've this, seen Funny Farm, but it's been a long time. The, uh, the waitress at the restaurant, he's got these circular... They look like meatballs, right? And he's eating them. And she goes, oh, my God. He goes, these are delicious. These uh, are delicious. I do remember what right? those are. These are delicious. And she's like, you're two away from breaking the record. And then he eats two more. And he's like, these are amazing. I could eat 20 more of these. Congratulations. I never thought people would eat that many sheep balls. Yeah, and he's, they're Rocky Mountain oysters. He spits them all out. <laughs> the <same time. laughs> Can you imagine he thinks those taste good? Can you imagine that? All right, we learned today that Clemson actually is not immune from this. That, my friends, is next, and this is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are... The fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Truly do appreciate you guys being with us. Could not do it without you. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, A couple of names entering the transfer portal 
for Clemson today. Uh, one was Andre Makuba, the star safety. Now, many a Clemson fan thought they were going to lose um, Clemson, lose Makuba to the NFL, right? They did not expect that they would be losing Makuba to the transfer portal. Um, you're going to have to forgive my pronunciation on the second name. I've heard it before. I don't know why I'm blanking on the pronunciation now. David Ojegbe? Am I close? Um, he's also entering the transfer portal. He was expected to vie for a starting caliber role this year. And I'll tell you what's frustrating to me right now, Diesel. There is not a single site out there that has the portal players broken up adequately by team. So it's like if I want to go see, hey, what Clemson players have entered, the only thing I can do is scroll through days upon days upon days of tweets from people who report on that stuff, okay? Um, if you go to, like, On3 or 24-7 Sports, like, they have them but dated back to, like, July of last year. So, like, they're not up to date. No, no, no. Who is in the South Carolina Gamecocks? Who's in the portal from the Gamecocks now? Who's in the portal from Clemson now? This year, I don't know where to look for that stuff. You know, it's it's like you're you're piecemealing it together. But today, Clemson gets the bad news. Andrew Makuba and uh, David Ojegbe uh, enter the enter the transfer portal from Clemson, right? From Clemson, and you know, to me, um, you know, it shows you number one that Clemson is a special place. I've compared it to like the Truman Show. Or Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. It's immune from a lot of the outside noise. And that is related to everything involved in making Clemson what it is. It is kind of in the middle of nowhere. You do go through a stretch of 20-plus minutes in either direction where there's nothing around Clemson. They're able to insulate themselves, right? Now, those who hate Clemson call that feeling a cult. Those who like Clemson call that feeling special. But there is something very insular about what goes on there that sort of allows them to create their own culture, their own special place. And what we have witnessed in the portal and through name, image, and likeness hasn't really affected Clemson as much. Now, you heard Don Munson say, well, Mark, Clemson is more involved in NIL than most. But guess what? Clemson is, is involved in NIL in the right way, in the way that it should be. You've heard Don Munson say on this show that Clemson's not going to get involved in bidding wars for players. You know what Clemson does? And I've seen this. And Diesel, next year when they've got the media day, you got to go see this. Their NIL facility, it's amazing. They allow players to build their own brands with specialized photography and with podcasting studios and it's, it's like this, it is the media facility that I wish the University of Florida had when I was there. That's what NIL is supposed to be. Build your own brand. You want to be Chris Phillips, the Spurs Up show? You want to build your own brand that way? Here's your opportunity to do that. It's not, it was never supposed to be, hey, here's what it costs to go get a wide receiver. The going rate for a top-level wide receiver right now is 150000 Are you going to pay that price or are you not? NIL was never supposed to be that, all right? Clemson is handling it the right way. Let's get to Seminole Ted in Pelzer, who's up next. Hey, Seminole Ted, what's up, man? 
Hey, Mark, you know, we, we've talked back and forth on Twitter several times on now, X, and I just want to say, man, I appreciate hearing a Florida fan stand up for – a Florida graduate stand up for what is right in sports. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'll ask one question. You take the name Florida State off the side. You give Alabama the exact same scenario, the exact same resume, and the same circumstances – would Alabama have been left out because they were down, they lost a star quarterback? I say no, because we can't keep the, the mighty SEC out of a playoff. There's a reason why they've been in every single playoff. And I would love to see some accountability as to who votes what, why they vote that. Because, I mean, they were trying to talk about Florida State not being worthy, even when Jordan Travis was. Well, Ted, if I could interject this here, um, I think you make a great point. And number one, I think it would help every member of the committee to have their votes public, or many of them, because I assure you this, some of them voted Florida State in, some of them voted Georgia in, some of them voted Alabama out, some of them voted Texas out. And they're like, why do I have to tell, why do I just have to be a member of this jury that where I, where I didn't vote for this? And now everyone knows my name and now I'm getting blamed for this. And it's a bunch of BS. So, yes, how about some transparency? You heard Don Munson say, we see the AP voters' votes. We see the coaches' votes. Why don't we see your votes? Right? That's right. Well, I tell you, Jordan Travis is nothing but class. I don't know if you heard the interview he gave where he said he wished it had happened early in the season so that everybody could see how special that team is. He is the embodiment of a selfless athlete who gave everything to the program, and I hope he has great things in the future because that's a, that's a winner right there. Ted, but thank you so much. again, yeah. Go thank ahead. you for all you do. Oh, buddy, thank you so much, Ted. I, I truly, truly do appreciate that. A class act, a class team, and I'm a Florida Gator, and I'm so sorry about what happened to your team, and I will fight for you. I promise you I will, whether we're on the same side of the battle lines or not. All right, up next, an inconvenient truth for college football lies ahead. My name is Mark Ryan. He's Diesel. It's the Fan Upstate. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 